to Unboxing E-Commerce. I'm James Marks, a serial entrepreneur who built and recently exited an e-commerce fulfillment service called Whiplash. I've been investigating business mysteries since I launched my first business when I was 17. I'm Jennifer Yates, a business operations leader, creator, and connector. I quickly see the landscape of a business from all Zoom levels, angles, and relationships. We use our combined expertise and curiosity to understand the process behind the package. Each episode, we order from your favorite brands and reverse engineer their operations stack. We learn what tools they're using and why, so we can run your business like the pros. Jennifer, are you ready to unbox e-commerce? I'm ready. Let's get to that box. Hey, James. Hey, Jennifer. Great <laughs> to see you? you. You too. Yeah, what's happening? You see me eager. I'm ready. I'm, I'm like, you have the floor. New, new episode. I think it's exciting because this is the first episode that we are recording after a couple of episodes have come out. So mm -hmm. as we find our way, it's just getting more and more fun to work on this project. I agree. I think I'm more excited now that it's out in the wild than, you know, the previous episodes. And they always yeah. say it gets better over time, yeah. too. <laughs> I was talking to somebody. We had put out the one episode and not expecting anything. Like, I think this is like a long term project. Um, mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I never listened to the first episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess yeah, a rule. As a rule, this is like somebody listens to a lot of podcasts. Like, oh, yeah, just always keep the first one. I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I thought, I, I thought we did OK, but I get what they mean, though, because you get better over time. You learn. It's true. I mean, who knows what will episode number 10, 15, 20, whatever, 50, <laughs> and we go back to episode one. We're like, oh, yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, you're excited. I am. So yesterday, just to call out like when we're recording these, there's a little bit of a delay before release. But yesterday was Cyber Monday. We had uh, Black Friday, you know, four or five days ago. It's an exciting time to be around e-commerce. Oh, my exciting. <laughs> exciting is that... <laughs> not the right word for it. <laughs> it is. Like, I'm almost speechless because I'm envisioning the scramble, like just total scramble, but maybe it's like deliberate scramble and very organized. I don't know. This is your area. I suppose it depends on what kind of environment you work in. I think a lot of it is a scramble. A lot of it's very carefully orchestrated. But I did want to give a shout out to all the people who work in the warehouse, who work around operations and pull these things off. I know it's a ton of work and I just want to get some appreciation for the people who make it happen. Oh, that just makes my heart pitter-patter. <laughs> so sweet. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's like this is kind of the, I guess it's the tax season for e-commerce. You yeah. know, like yeah. everything ramps up. Don't even talk to me. I'm too busy. Yeah. And so my relationship is a little bit different with it. Like these used to be these weeks, I would just be like offline and just like in the warehouse, solving problems, making sure I was available for folks. And my role is very different these days. And so I, I squint and I remember how it was for me personally, but I can enjoy time with my family now, which I used to just like Thanksgiving and Christmas were just sort of a blur. A blur. Yeah. I wasn't available. Yeah. They took off without you. Yeah. So... As tends to happen when we record, 
So for the listeners, we always get on here and say hello and then talk about, I don't know, just a couple seconds. And then we're like, wait a minute, we need to hit record. This is too juicy. Yeah, we're wasting content. We got yeah. to turn mics on. Get on that mic. So in that moment of hello, how are you? I learned that our friend Ruth, well, my friend, your wife, Ruth, <laughs> and friend, may have uncovered the Uber Eats scandal, mystery, whatever, mystery. from like a couple of episodes ago. So is there an update? So there is an update this time. It's not conclusive, but there was a follow-up article. We got a statement from the company and uh, drumroll. They won't acknowledge this officially. It's probably credit card validation for fraud, where somebody buys a list of credit card numbers off the dark web. I don't even know what the dark web is. And we use that <laughs> phrase. Maybe it's a compliment that I don't know what the dark web is. It's like a scary place that's out there somewhere. so scary. I know. I have a password keeper protector thing and it's always telling me like your dark web warning and I'm like don't ask don't tell don't ask don't tell I don't want to know <laughs> so imagine you are a e-commerce fraud purveyor I don't know what I was a committer a committer, committer of e-commerce yeah. fraud you buy Fraudster. A list of card numbers fraudster Sure. You need to test them somehow. And what better way than to make $5 purchases from Uber Eats and deliver to some neighborhood in, in LA? Right. And on the cardholder's side, that may not send up a warning flag to them if yeah. they're one to you wouldn't order. See it, you wouldn't yeah. see it right away. And so the company wouldn't officially acknowledge this, I think, because it's an open investigation. They're, they're trying to actually find the perpetrators and shut it down and didn't want to overplay their hand. But it reminds me of, I got some random purchases from a company I'd never ordered from before. And like a couple things, just like e-commerce orders just showed up to the house. I'm like, that's weird. And it's like from some big like electronics company. And it was like a car battery charger and something else that I hadn't ordered it. And I just didn't really think too much about it. And then three days later, my checking account was emptied. No. <gasps> This really happened to you? This happened to me about 10 years ago. And so what I what I realized later is they were warming up the card and in like so that if you put a big purchase through but you've never ordered from the company before, that's going to send off a higher fraud signal. So they put a couple of small purchases through which I didn't really notice and then they put in the $2000 thing which screwed uh, my balance at that time. I mean that just sounds awful. Thankfully you're protected by the credit card companies. Yeah. It's, it's a hassle to get it. It's a time in my life when that was like all the money I had. So <laughs> yeah. A pretty big problem, but it's like, a problem just... and a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that we should preamble about before our amble amble? <laughs> before the amble amble? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say one thing. I learned recently that if you Google the Heimlich maneuver, let's say you're in a life threatening oh, situation. Please tell me you this didn't did, have a need <laughs> this, this didn't. I did not have a need to do this personally. I verified it, but it did not happen to me personally, thankfully. Okay, okay. So you need to look up, watch a quick video on how to do the Heimlich maneuver. Mm -hmm. See a good result, it looks promising, and an ad plays. No. Yes. That's inappropriate. It um, makes my skin shiver. 
Yeah. It's a non-skippable ad on the life-saving video. That's immoral. It's immoral. Yeah. Services need to, I don't know, they need to monetize another that. way. Yeah. Monetize another mm-hmm. way. Like mm-hmm. there, there should be like a fast pass lane, like human interest. And it's also interesting, like this goes back to like why, like Wikipedia, I know everybody gets annoyed that there's like the donation request banner that goes oh. out once a year, but Wikimedia is a nonprofit. Yes. And I think it matters. Google it is does for, matter. for profit. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a different incentive, right? Because Wikipedia is there to make the world a better place. Full stop. That's 100% there's true. No, there's no second motive. There's nothing yes. else there. Yeah. And we use it all the time, including Hello, Whisper, Whisper on this podcast. For the research I do, I donate to Wikipedia. Wik- Wikimedia. Wikimedia. Right? Wikimedia. Well, Wikimedia. Wikimedia is like the parent org, right? We know yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing we use is Wikipedia. But I have to give props that they understood the importance of what they were building early, early on. I have to say, I wish some of the social media companies from our generation had had that same level of insight. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if they did, it was too late. Anyway, oh. I mean, we have so as is Wait. somewhat classic for us. We haven't talked about the brand that we're no. Doing so, yeah, let's get in that. This episode, we ordered from Bombas. And as usual, you chose that company, and I want to know why. Oh man, do I wish I had my notes in front of me. That, well, that if you if you want time to pick them up, I can give you a brief history of Bombas and I'll tell you researching that company, I don't know why, but it scared me a little bit, even more so than like researching Patagonia. I guess I was fearful that I didn't know enough. Like, am I going to find everything I need to find? Am I going to tell their story correctly, etc.? I think I've got it down okay. Yeah. So Bombas, I'll give you the history and then you can tell us why you chose them as a brand. So Bombas officially started, and I'm going to try to not look at all my notes, actually, because it's such a good story. I'm going to try to just extemporaneously tell it to you. You got this. Okay. So officially, the company started in 2013. But that is only after two years of research and development on how to improve the sock. How to improve the sock. Okay. Yes. So in 2011, one of the founders or one of the two co-founders, his name is David Heath. The other co-founder is Randy Goldberg. But David saw a Facebook ad that I think was put out by the Salvation Army. He said that the most requested item from homeless shelters was socks. And so the seed was planted, Yeah, but nothing happened. I mean, they did the research and development, like how can we improve the sock? And if we're going to do this, this being how can we start donating socks to homeless shelters on like a mass level. So they wanted to improve the sock and they remembered Tom's, I think Tom's shoes was kind of just coming out around that time. So they knew that there was like a buy one, give one model Mm -hmm. for certain companies. So they were thinking, well, let's do a buy one, give one. Every purchase of a sock results in a donation of Mm -hmm. the same. 
<laughs> and so they went first to Indiegogo. I had not even thought of Indiegogo for the longest time. Yeah, I haven't heard that name in years. So they went to Indiegogo first to raise money. I think they generated about 150000 in the first okay. month that they raised money. So that gave them some runway. So they started their company in 2013. And then in 2014, they went on Shark Tank. Uh, all, yeah. All of the sharks, except for one, Damon John, who is the founder of FUBU. Okay. He was the only one of the sharks who said the buy one, give one model was valid. All the other sharks were like, nope, not going to work. So he gave them. Uh, I love that. I love. I know. The entrepreneur has to show them wrong. The entrepreneur stepped on themselves. And I love it when they win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And boy, did he win because he invested $200,000 for a 17.5% piece of the company. And when I read that, I was like, holy crap, that's a lot. When I read those Shark Tank numbers, I was like, oh, that's not a good deal. That is is like venture capital for people who don't have access to venture capital Mm -hmm. networks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, shortly after the Shark Tank appearance, they brought in 1.2 million in revenue. So Damon John's like, oh yeah, I got this. And the other sharks are like, damn. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, it is good. Okay, so to date, they've raised $150 million. Okay. They have about 350 employees and their revenues are around a hundred and seventy one seven zero million. That's fantastic. Have they given any socks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what's coming up now. I even wrote, forget about all that. Their mission. Your mission though. So their first goal was to donate a million pairs of socks. Mm -hmm. And they reached that by 2016. So only three years after being officially in business. In 2017, they became a certified B Corp. In 2019, so we'll get into what you ordered. But I didn't know until I went on their site to order that they had expanded into t-shirts and underwear. But that happened in 2019. Why? Because the homeless community, their second request and third request, underwear and t-shirts. So they added that. And then as of January 2023, so just 11 months ago, they've had over 100 million items donated and they've distributed about 75 million of them. And I want to talk a little bit about the process behind the donations because I think you'll find this fascinating. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I know. So for every item you buy, they give themselves an entire year to make the donation. And what they're doing in that year is collecting information from their partners and the people who receive the donations to understand the requests and the product mix. I see. And then they schedule line time to manufacture 
in a separate run specific to the, the donation. Yes, all of their donations are separate runs because all of their donations are slightly different from the actual products that they sell. They're all black so that wear and tear doesn't show as much. They're all treated with antimicrobial treatment because if you think about it, people who are clients of homeless shelters, they don't have access to laundry. And so they can't launder these items as frequently as they normally would. It's a different environment. So they have special runs for their donations and they're running in the plant according to the product mix that is needed at that time. So it's a really smart Mm -hmm. and thoughtful way of operating the donation side. Well, and and to make sure it's actually going to get value. I mean, I worry sometimes about these programs. Like you could do that same thing. And yeah, we dumped a lot of socks into the neighborhood we could find and caused another problem, right? Yeah. They're more thoughtful than that. They're so thoughtful. And I encourage every person listening to go read the 2022 impact report on their website, not only is it really, really informative, it is beautifully designed. It is engaging. I couldn't stop. And I learned so much from their impact report and how meaningful this really is. Like if you work at Bombas, you get on your first day, I think you get like 10 pairs of socks to go give to people and they have a bucket of socks by the door to the office so that if you're going out for lunch or whatever, you can grab a pair of socks and give it away on your way. It was just a really good company to research. And now I think I feel like I've done it a little bit of justice. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't have been so afraid, but it's really fascinating. <laughs> well, I, I think you did a fantastic job. I, uh, <laughs> I I think I've learned to give praise. I think I used to be too scared to give praise as a young person. I was worried I would say the wrong thing. And I was uh-huh. worried that the compliment wasn't mine to give. But I've changed, Jennifer. And I want to tell you, you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. That's so interesting. I have always been a cheerleader and like, yes, you can do it or yeah, you did it. (laughs) Maybe you don't suffer from the same crippling self-consciousness that I have struggled with my whole life. I'm sure I have it in different areas. Just cheerleading is not it. (laughs) So that is the Bomba story. And now I want to hear your side of it. I hadn't done a lot of research. I came across the brand. Uh, I think I saw them on like a list of, you know, 500 e-commerce brands or something. I didn't know who they were, so I wanted to find out. And when I found out it was a certified B Corp with the buy one, give one, which I thought would be interesting. And it actually is already proving to be so. I cheated a little bit because I saw they were giving out slippers and socks and things. I thought I might get a little bit of Christmas shopping done <laughs> while we were at it. Yeah. Uh, two birds with one scone is the thing yes. <laughs> I heard recently. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, guess birds love scones. I think we all know that. Oh, I love a scone. <laughs> and Jennifer loves scones. And so I think the real question that I had was, what does mission-driven look like at scale? Because I think, you know, there's such an interesting thing 
altruism is out there and is in the world, and that's great. But when there is a combination of self-interest and public interest, I think it could be an interesting model. The world does have a profit motive, and the people are interested in advancing their own selves. It's just human nature, right? Yeah. So how do we combine these things, right? How do we have the certified B Corp? And I think those things are interesting. I do too. And I want to read you before we get into the product, just to kind of pull your heartstrings even more. There was a testimonial on their impact report that I'm scrolling through right now to try to find that just... Yes, here it is. So words from our friends and neighbors with this lived experience of receiving Bombas products. The first testimonial, I was just like, oh my, I love this. (laughs) So I just want to read it to you. It is from a friend named Lisa. And Lisa says, my feet are my vehicles. If my feet are not healthy, I can't get to where I need to be. And my day gets a lot harder. Clean, dry socks are a luxury. It might seem really small, but without easy access to laundry, they're a necessity. New socks are as good as gold. Mm. And that just pulled me. Like my feet are my vehicles. Yeah. That is huge. Absolutely. And like that thing about warm, dry feet. I mean, I, I, I remember reading like wars are won and lost over dry feet. Like if your feet never dry because you're in a wet environment and your army can't march. Yeah. So healthy feet. Anyway, healthy feet. It all goes back to ops problems. So we ordered. We ordered and I, I took some notes on, on the web technologies. Oh. Should we, should we play a sound and like do the list of, of tech they're using? All right, so I'm going to go through this a little bit quickly because there's a lot here. So they're using Pepper Jam for affiliate marketing. That's a new one. We haven't seen that one for before. us. Yeah, yeah. And so this is tracking, you know, referral links, and somebody writes a blog post, and uh, you want to attribute five percent of the purchase or whatever it is back to that sales channel. That's how they're keeping track of that. Oh. Uh, and what's op- it called again? Pepper Jam, all one word. Pepper Jam. And I want to say they were just acquired even since the first time I had looked them up to the last time. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, so now they were just acquired by uh, Partner Eyes, whatever that is. I hadn't heard of, the, heard of them either. But I saw this acquisition, though. I think we're going to continue to see a lot of acquisitions. You know, the funding environment is still a little bit off. E-commerce is still way off of its peak in 2021, 2022. So I think people are going to be cash-strapped, can't raise their next round. I think you're going to see a lot of these acquisitions. And so I wasn't terribly surprised. So Pepper Jam, they're using Optimizely for content marketing manager. And so I know Optimizely from years ago. They I used to walk by their office in San Francisco. They do like A-B testing, right? Where you can plug up oh. two pieces of content and then, you know, 50% of visitors are going to see one, 50% are going to see the other. And then you see who, who responds, who responds yeah. right? Mm. And then I, over time, one of those would become the 100%. I uh, love a good A-B test. Yeah, good A-B test. So Algolia Search Insights is their search engine. So I think when you're searching for a product and you can use like a fuzzy keyword and I said red, but the product is actually, you know, 
an alias for red is going to find those results. So they're using Algolia for Burnt, that. orange. Yeah, exactly. And so you get those kind of related fuzzy matches. Searching is very difficult to do technically well. And so using somebody else for that makes a lot of sense. They're using a company called Yapo for e-commerce retention. Mm. They're using Tabula, which I don't have in my notes what that one is, actually. I'm hearing a lot of back-end companies that are new, at least to the products we've yeah. ordered and reviewed. Yeah. So this is kind of exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some hits. We've definitely seen some that a lot of brands are using at this scale, but it's great to see some new ones here. Tabula, T-A-B-O-O-L-A. Reach your customers on websites they trust. Drive business results by reaching people genuinely effectively at the right moment. I don't quite know what that means. Maybe we can um, have them on to talk yeah, to us we, about Yeah, we, we might have to have them on to tell us, <laughs> what does this do? I mean, it, it sounds to me like you're putting posts on somebody else's blog and it's related to that affiliate marketing stuff. Yeah. I think they might be a content network. They're saying they have partnerships with USA Today and NBC and Bloomberg and all these news sites. I think they might be a way to get your sort of real-ish content woven out. into those sites. Mm -hmm. They're using Datadog for website analytics. Datadog is actually something I've seen come up a lot lately for like DevOps and, and like managing the architecture for mm -hmm. like health of the, the systems overall. This stack is yeah. making me curious about how they vet who they work with because as I said, it's not like we've recorded 50 episodes and suddenly this tech stack is so wildly different from everyone else. But we are a few episodes in and there was a moment where I was thinking, oh, you know, the tech stacks are kind of similar. This is so different. Yeah. What I experienced in e-commerce, you know, the time that I've spent is that everyone does it a little bit differently. And mm -hmm. so one of the things, you know, we were running a fulfillment service at that time. The thing that I learned after a while was anything that we built that we're like, here's how we do X. And it's like, let's say how we store a SKU or how we reference a product. There was going to be another company tomorrow that said, well, we don't do it that way. And so what we had to build was extreme flexibility if we were ever going to get anywhere as a product. And so I started saying at the time, you know, that e-commerce companies are snowflakes. Everybody does it a little bit differently. I think that term has negative connotations now, and I might need to stop saying that. I know what you mean. You were saying everything. They're all, they're all un unique. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I apologize if I, I don't actually know what the new meaning is. A, I don't think it's complimentary. <laughs> it's not. We could just kind of roll it right over that. Yeah. Know, because okay, we, good. you know, we don't really necessarily want to talk about that. We rather focus on like Let's the back end of ordering. <laughs> There's a few more sites they're using, but I'll we'll leave those for the show notes. I do think it's interesting. They are using Shopify, but it's as uh, the back end only. And I think they're using React, like a JavaScript. Oh, framework, yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of that. So I think what they've built is like a custom UI that they're using custom developers for, maybe using Shopify's Hydrogen project or another bridge so that they can just have their own, own React site. But they're using that Shopify back end, which means the important thing you get is you know, all of the models and data storage that's all happening on Shopify still, you get the full blend of all the app store and all that power. And then the checkout on the Shopify store has been 
refined within an inch of its life. And like, you know, we've seen shop pay a couple of times, which is working very, very well across all merchants. But it's like that blend, right? Where they get all of that power, plus they get to just hire custom web designers and just do whatever they want fully custom. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You have the power of the database, so to speak, behind the scenes and the checkout system, but you get to have your own custom almost wrapper around that to present to the consumer. And as I said, everyone should read that impact report because it's not just meaningful, but it's beautiful. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they would want to make something more beautiful experience. Yeah, yeah, that they're not using like a template from the template store. I'm just looking at clues in their code. I mean, all of this is a little bit of a of an inference, but yeah, they're building their own front end, right? They're not using a theme in the theme store. Obviously, it's a sort of expensive way to do it, so they've got some funding behind it, but it's a lot cheaper than building the entire thing yourself. Yes, and it's their own. And it's funny because when I placed my order. I didn't take too many notes, but the first note I took was, this is really easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Does anything else matter? You know, when you're trying to convert to a sale. Exactly. So we ordered, we got our packages. Should we get into these? Should we open it? Well, do we open or do we first analyze the outside? Well, let's take a look. If you hold yours up to the camera, I think they're the same, right? We got these maybe like 8 by 10 blue on blue packages. I I think it's pretty. And I like that it's branded, but it's subtle branding. Yes. So to the listener, you can't see, but it's a dark blue bag with kind of light or royal blue designs. And they're just little icons representing, I guess, the branding of the company. Like there's hexagons. I love hexagons. Don't even get me started. There's a theory in geography that used hexagons to talk about, well, it's called central place theory and the convenience factor. I guess the way markets are set up, this was a study done in the 1930s in Germany. (laughs) The way markets were set up, they were kind of shaped hexagonally and large to small. Anyway, so there are hexagons there. There are other little designs. So. Do you want to look at my label? Well, okay. So this is already interesting. Look at that. Yours is USPS Crowd Advantage. Yes. Mine is UPS Mail Innovations. What? So we have totally different shipping methods. Yeah. So let's remind our listeners. So the way we do it is we actually schedule time in our calendars. We order from the same brand at the same time. And James is in... California and the West Coast. I'm in Michigan, Midwest. So then because we order at the same time, we're doing a comparison on the path of our package. So yes, I'm USPS ground advantage. (laughs) I get to get the fuzzies again. Pitney Bowes is up in the top there. Oh, you got your Pitney Bowes. Yes, he minds. UPS Mail Innovations. So totally different provider. Yeah. So it's a totally different provider. And what it means is that the way this works in the facility is you label them. The label is a blend of UPS and USPS. And then you put them all in a big box and that ships UPS. This big box of packages ships UPS. They take it to a sort facility and they distribute it to the regional 
carrier for USPS. Like, so like they'll take it all the way to like Ohio for your Michigan address, maybe, or maybe they'll even take it down to Detroit. And then USPS picks it up and does that last, I don't know if it's more than final mile, maybe the last five miles, if we're going to use that metaphor. But so the warehouse ships at UPS, but the consumer receives it USPS. So a couple things. I signed up for the email, so I got free shipping. Okay. Do you remember whether you... I didn't sign up for the email because I never signed up for anything. Yeah, I don't like to sign up for anything, but I wanted to see see what it felt like. Oh, did I get the feels Uh, after? Okay, so I paid $5.95 for shipping. So ironically, you got free shipping and a faster shipping method. I paid $5.95 and got a slower shipping method. When did you receive yours? So I ordered on a Wednesday. It shipped on Thursday. It arrived on Monday, the next Monday. Same. Oh, yeah. Because so, so this could be what's happening. It's hard to say because we bought the shipping slightly differently. But I think mm-hmm. what could be happening is because you look at the, the ship from, it's from San Diego, California. Yes. So what I hope is happening, because I want to live in this world where they've done this optimization, is that they want to deliver in three days, right? If you deliver in three days, you're probably in the green zone for something like free shipping. It still feels pretty fast. You didn't pay very much for shipping, right? You didn't accelerate it. And so because you're farther away, they need to use a slightly upgraded shipment, like a legitimate first, I was going to say first class, but that's confusing because it's not actually first class, like a first, like a real citizen shipping method. And so they use first class ground advantage. But because I'm just in California, they can use a slower subpar cheaper method and still deliver in their green zone. Yeah, I love this. So my package costs a lot less to ship because they had more time to hit their three-day goal. So that's what I think is because I was California to California, I got a worse shipping method. And because you are California to Michigan, you got a better one. And then Mm. they delivered on the same day, even though very different ways to get there. And you essentially paid for my shipping. (laughs) don't you think (laughs) i I think i did i I think we both had our shipping subsidized when you factor in all the fulfillment costs and everything somebody paid more than 5.95 for this yeah yeah also your email address has value to the marketing department gold yeah right that's gold that was part of how you subsidize your shipping and then yes i also paid for yours (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so is there anything else on this label we need to I mean, we can go into it. I feel like we've already... We've, we've ridden that horse. We, we rode that <laughs> horse. Let's, uh, I, I guess the only other thing I'll say is that mine has this giant package receive marks on it with my last name because I had these shipped to a UPS store near my house because I was going to be out of town when it was delivered. Oh. So I had, it, I had it shipped down the street. And I, I talked to the... I was going to have the neighbors pick up the mail, but they were traveling too, whatever. So I had it shipped down the street to a UPS store. And the, the funny thing is when I, I asked them if they could do this, they were like, oh yeah, we charge like $120. You can rent a mailbox. I'm like, well, I don't want that. No. We'll charge you $10 per package. You can just send us one package. And so the guy, I like, sure, that sounds like a lot of money, but I'm never going to do this again. Fine, whatever, 10 bucks. And then he starts writing the address on a handwritten label. And he's just like physically writing the address I'm supposed to send it to. And I had a big question of whether that $10 was just going to go into the clerk's pocket when I picked my package up <laughs> or whether this is an official service that they Yeah, it doesn't sound super <laughs> legit. 
when he was handwriting on the label, very conscientious young man doing this, you know, with all the grace he can muster and I have no criticism at all. But I did wonder. <laughs> 10 yeah. bucks just sounds like a free lunch. But then it, when I got the packages, they have this big official package received marks and they called me and everything. So it felt a little more official on the back end. I, I don't think he pocketed the $10. So you did pay the $10. I had to. I had to get my package back. So yeah. you ship it there and then to get it back, you got to pay the $10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was legit. <laughs> One more thing I'm going to point out because we like to do this. This bag is made from 100% recycled plastic. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know, but this is what I love right here. It's got like the little recycle symbol. Yeah. Two of them, and they're both number fours, and one says recyclable, and one says recycled. So it's in oh, a yeah, recycled yeah. bag that's recyclable Yeah. That's if good. your place takes number fours. That's cool. All right, I'm going to open my package. I'm so excited about what I ordered. Oh, did you just smell the inside? I, just, I did. I got a waft of the warehouse coming oh. in. That, that clean warehouse air. <laughs> imported. imported warehouse air. <laughs> oh, so, oh, how sweet. There's like a little card in here. Yeah. I got to say, I love things that die cut and fold. And so this thing folds out like six times. I love it too. Gotta, I used to make stuff like this. Oh, Yes. I am a sucker for good packaging and yeah. like this kind of thing, even though there's nothing personalized on it, but it still feels so special. Yeah. It's a card. We get to help someone. So I want to tell you what I ordered because it's super special. It's going to be a Christmas present for someone who is in this house and probably can hear me, but... <laughs> I wrote down notes because I thought I'd forget. So there is a collaboration between Bombas and Sophia Rowe to fight food insecurity. And I ordered some socks from that collab. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So even a second layer of goodwill mm -hmm. going on here. Tell me the name again. And I don't think I know that. Sophia, Sophia Rowe. Rowe. And... The socks, well, you're looking at them. They're white with purple toes. It just says, hi, I love you all that's around. Nice. I know. So that's what I ordered. That's great. And so I'm Googling Sophia Rowe right now. I don't know this person. I had not heard of Sophia Rowe either. But while you're Googling Sophia Rowe, I'm going to say another interesting thing about this package there is nothing on the inside. I noticed that. There's no packing slip. There's... No packing slip. There's, There's our little thank you card and yeah. the product, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's a way to protect people from reverse engineering your supply chain if you don't give them anything <laughs> to go on. So that I is guess, true. That, that was true. effective. I mean, it wastes, it's a maybe a savings of paper. Most people just take those and throw them out, right? Mm -hmm. That's all. If we need to do a return or something, we go online and do that. So I can see the motivation. Sophia Rowe covers stories that cover food and how it's intertwined with global issues. I love it. So though maybe editorial around food security and global food supply chain. 
Mm -hmm. But I felt really good about the order and I feel like the product will make a really good gift. So, okay, without a packing slip, are we like, wah, wah, wah? No, no. Okay. I, no, I think, I mean, we've learned so much about this, right? I think we learned a lot about the front end and how they're, how are they marketing and how they're selling? I think we've learned so much. We can't really dive into the warehouse too much, but that's okay. Like that's okay. I feel like we've covered I mean, a lot of good ground. We've covered so much good ground. I was going to say, is this a wrap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it might be a wrap. I think, I think it might be a wrap. I think because I'm going to keep mine. I um, actually, I'm giving, I'm giving mine as a gift. You said you're giving yours. Yeah. Well, we didn't even talk about what you ordered. Can you I share ordered, or no? I ordered, I can share. It's, it's, uh, it's suitable for work. I ordered a four pack of socks, footy socks. Like the kind name. that don't show from your shoes. Yeah. Or maybe just a little, like a very, very small show. Mm -hmm. um, I got them from my daughter. She likes, and when I told her we were doing this episode, she was like, oh, Bombas. I know that she's like, I said Bombas, she said socks. So oh. Bombas is doing a great job with the marketing there. If I say Bombas, you say socks. <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah, Bombas, that's, great. That, that's simple, right? Oh, I uh, left out something about their company that now that you're saying Bombas over and over. Bomba, <laughs> Bombas, they named it because it's the Latin word for bumblebee. So that's the hexagons all over the back. That's the hexagon. That's why the hives. The I didn't bee. know why there was a bee on the package. And I think one of their slogans is be good, B-E-E, -E, good. Huh. So, oh, the bees. <laughs> I love bees. I, yeah. I mean, not, not, not getting stung so much, but other than that. <laughs> that would be weird if you loved getting stung. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a different thing altogether. That's a, that's yeah. a different podcast. What a nice additional Christmas present. Your daughter can receive the socks and then learn all about. Right. And then the podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to hear as a young person. You want to hear your dad talk about business for, for 45 minutes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. James's latest company is called Trivial. They are building a data platform for online businesses to quickly see the metrics that make a difference. And Jennifer's business, RU, that's R-O-U-X, provides the operating structure for growing businesses so they can move from fires to flow. If you have an unboxing experience you'd like us to evaluate, you can find us on LinkedIn. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Unboxing E-Commerce wherever you get your podcasts. Bye-bye.